Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to... Oh, man, I feel like I feel like this. these people have been on it's, at it's some so point familiar. together. Yeah. Do we just have just, a show together now? I don't know. But our first guest is the host of the Park to Park podcast and blogger owner of theweeklymouse.com, a Disneyland Resort local turned Walt Disney World local. Welcome, CJ, back to the show. Hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Yeah. Also joining us this week, it's a it's a guy who thinks he might be a package deal with CJ on this <laughs> show. Uh, it's James. I'm back and excited <laughs> to be back with CJ and y'all again. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes. Tag, do you have a question for us this week or are we just going off the cuff here? I mean, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, it's a couple days before Christmas. I feel like maybe I have so, should have some eggnog here. Who knows? We'll find out. I've got my giant I- glass of vodka, as we discussed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or water. If he Let starts slurring his decide. words, folks, we know what's going on. So This bonus question is going to be great when we get there. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, my question for everybody this week, because we're so close to Christmas... Uh, is do you have any Disney holiday traditions? CJ, what do you got? So when we lived in California, you know, I grew up in California, lived there 30 years. Our family's pastime was just going to Disneyland. That's what we did. And we all, you know, we'd walk into Disneyland the first time and be decorated for the season. And we'd look around and say, yep, feels like Christmas. So just being in the parks for the holidays was a big deal for us. Now that we live here, we've lived here. This is our third holiday season here. And this year, to be honest, we haven't done much holiday stuff because we just got over the whole house having hand, foot and mouth, which was terrible. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like two weeks straight of illness. But the first two years and hopefully this weekend, we've made it a point to go see Santa at Disney Springs with the kids. And Eric, what about you? Well, I don't really have any Disney holiday traditions. The first time I was in a Disney park near the holidays was I was in was I in my 20s, 30s? I don't know. I was uh, older, and we we had a big family trip. Yeah, probably 30s. I don't know. So back but, back when Walt was still around, basically. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Walt Walt shook my hand, and he said, welcome to Walt Disney World. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I didn't think he ever lived to see Walt Disney World. Uh, wow. it, was the ghost, it was the ghost of Walt, and he <laughs> emerged from his lantern on Main Street in Disneyland and flew over to greet me in Walt Disney World. He he recognized my potential as a podcaster, which is a thing that also he invented. This is a very like Charles Dickens themed Walt yes. ghost story. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. And my my old business partner showed up in chain saying, Eric. I'm sorry. Uh, no, this um, is what this is what people I think expect from our show at this point, Eric. At this point, yes. So, how much of that vodka have you had so far? Just wondering. <laughs> well, we're 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 down an inch in the All glass. Right. So. All right, it's only going to get better from here. Right, gotcha. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we always liked watching the parades and the uh, the Christmas specials and such. If you want to listen to our next episode of the Supreme Resort, I have an extensive list of of Walt Disney World parade hosts when they were doing it live on CBS before ABC got involved. But yeah, and actually I should say I was at one of the tapings. I wasn't in the camera for one of the tapings. I'm like, why are the descendants dancing on a stage on, on main street? Oh, they're taping. Oh, okay. Uh, So that was kind of fun. But yeah, the one time 
we went there for Thanksgiving, uh, specifically, I remember walking into the Magic Kingdom, and it was at night, and we were there for the fireworks, and coming around the corner onto Main Street, I remember my mom grabbing my arm and crying seeing the castle. Oh, wow. Because it's so, it, it like, Main Street is just, uh, both coasts, it's so impressive, the things that they do, and... Yeah, it, like that's one of those memories that I'll I'll hold on to. Uh, last year, my wife and I went to uh, Disneyland around this time and uh, met up with Tech and Teresa. And you look like I, old man Johnson with your cane. I, I and everything. had a cane. I had a I had a herniated disc. Okay, oh, man. Oh man. Jeez, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Just hit it's me with been, your cane, old man. It's been surgically <laughs> corrected. We ate beignets. <laughs> We did. We've we've never been in the parks together. We've only met in downtown Disney. That's true. We should. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> we we always overlap at the wrong point. But yeah, I, I, that was a fun time. And I, I did go to, I guess, I, I guess it's unfortunate, but a few years earlier, my my main memory of Disney parks during the holiday season is when I was in grad school. And I was in Anaheim for a conference, a pharmacy conference that they just had in Anaheim this year that I didn't go to. But I was work I I was working on my final paper and I wrote my paper in in Disneyland at the Jolly Holiday. I've mentioned this multiple times. I, I have to have mentioned this multiple times on this podcast at this point. But that was it was great watching the parade come by multiple times that day. So, yeah, no holiday traditions, but lots of holiday memories that are sticking around. I think I wrote the answer to that question later on as well, because it's a holiday-themed episode uh, for the most part here. But I've, I've been talking enough. James, what do you got? Good good question, and I'm glad you talked about like holiday memories, because that's probably going to be better for me. Because holiday traditions rooted in Disney for me, there's not a lot. Working with Tag and Teresa on the DL Weekly podcast, we do an annual ornament exchange with supporters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's always really nice to see the different Disney-themed and park-themed ornaments that people find or make and send to each other. It's just kind of a nice little gathering thing related to the parks. Okay, so not not related to the holiday time we're around, but the, this 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 gets not necessarily directly Disney related. But my family growing up happened to travel to Disney World a lot in early February. My hometown is the groundhog capital of the world. <gasps> now, if you're jumping right to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, you are incorrect. Oh no, um, I did. How dare you? Oh no, <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> so uh, i'm from a town called sun prairie wisconsin just outside of madison the capital and so they've they've only been doing groundhog day for 75 years i know pennsylvania's been doing it longer but we're still the groundhog capital of the world we trust jimmy jimmy gets it right more often than punkstani phil <laughs> uh, I learned. yeah james exactly james routinely refers to punkstani phil as that rat mm -hmm. oh oh <laughs> sounds like it there needs to be a cage fight between jimmy and phil exactly we know who would win because uh, the true groundhog <laughs> would win. So obviously, yes. Yeah, we yes. have more of the German heritage from the hedgehogs that started doing this and all that other stuff. I, but that's uh, yeah, it's it's a Disney podcast, not that. But anyway, my family happened to travel a lot during Groundhog's Day, 
And I distinctly remember my family who often stayed at the Holiday Inn, which I remember because a lot of the times we'd have Holiday Hound come and tuck us in at night. The Holiday Inn in like in Orlando area. Oh, the one in uh, why am I just outside of Disney Springs? What is now Disney Springs? Uh, probably I was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So uh, I can't really tell you. Locations. Oh, okay, okay. We because we stayed at that one a lot too. It's it's a nice hotel. It was always weird though because uh, a lot of times Holiday Hound had a busy night, or we just wouldn't schedule early enough. So it'd be like four thirty, and I Holiday Hound comes Holiday and Hound. I have to learn about a Holiday Hound. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm guessing this still doesn't happen. But yes, uh, Holiday Hound, the mascot, would come around and tuck kids into bed at night. <laughs> what? So, like, hang on. I have some yeah. questions here. Like, a person in a costume would come yep. into your room and tuck you in. Yes. I have a lot of questions. Guy. A lot of questions. And a lot of concerns, too. Yep. <laughs> Things were fun in the early Thank 90s. Um, <laughs> now, bear in mind, I'm the youngest of my family. My sister's, like, seven years older and had to go with it at least one of one of the years when there. she was there, so... <laughs> So she's like 20 and getting tucked in by a, a mascot. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she was older than 15 at the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like that's, that's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. So that, that was, that was a really big thing. I think, I think we're, we're unpacking a lot on this episode. I'm really, really there excited. There might be some childhood trauma that we're unpacking surrounding this oh, no. holiday out. Oh, Probably. No. I just hope I'm inspiring a lot of great ideas for people at this point. So. <laughs> Yeah, so Holiday Hound here to tuck you in. <laughs> I don't think the Holiday Hound talked because I don't think the people at the costumes talk. So I think it was like the the support cast member who was uh, around for that one. Cast member, cast like <laughs> this is not a Disney thing. <laughs> what some random yeah, random guy shows up wearing like a headband with ears? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Get in bed, kid. I got 17 more rooms to get to. Yeah, that's what it seemed like a lot of times. So, <laughs> oh no, James, <laughs> no, it wasn't like that at all. Uh, it was, it was probably very sweet. I'm sure there are pictures somewhere that my parents still have that will be terrifying whenever we find them. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> we can travel to the holiday in February. <laughs> this is such a mess of an answer. I love this. <laughs> What has happened to this podcast? Tag, We're not why even off the first question. question. <laughs> because Tag. What's happening? My mom <laughs> would bring a puppet up to a what? 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 A puppet of a groundhog. Why? Because the groundhog has to see its shadow, and it was something we had to do. Wow. <laughs> Good job, Eric. Your, your giant cup of vodka has gotten us all drunk. <laughs> this is your question, Teg. And this oh, giant cup of vodka is filled with water, I swear. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanlun, soon to be Happy Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Let me the holiday out, come and tuck you in. Mind everybody that's listening that we were recording this at the end, uh, towards the end of a last week of classes, oh. and James and I both teach, oh. and so obviously oh, it has gotten to us. Oh, man. I think everybody's <laughs> crying right now. Everybody's crying. This is the oh, third podcast I've done this week. I have two more to do this week. I can't wait no. to hear the last one. <laughs> it's, it's the Supreme Resort. You know it's going to be really bad. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I assume take, James take, is done. Take a 
bring bring us home with all this joy and emotion we're feeling. Oh God, I don't really have any Disney traditions because when when I was younger and we'd go to the park, it was always during the summer because that's you know when when families go travel stuff and you're not in school and all of that good stuff. But I will say, like the last few years, we have gone for the holiday season at Disneyland because of the podcast. But actually, Teresa and I were just having this conversation yesterday that in the future when we do Christmas, we really want to try to shoot for something different that we haven't done. Like we were talking about going on Christmas Day. Like it'd be kind of cool to spend Christmas Day in the park. Or one time a long time ago in the early 2000s, I spent New Year's Eve in Disneyland, which was really cool. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so it's crazy. There's a lot of people. I Obviously, I don't know what it's like now with the reservation caps. But I think that like that would be a cool experience to go and do New Year's again because it's been it's changed in the last 20 years, I'm sure. So no traditions, but things that like I'd like to do. And I feel like we've been a lot, you know, the candy canes, I feel like are overrated. I wish with the parades and stuff like what you were describing, Eric, I wish that Disney would allow their things to be more spontaneous Okay. Like when you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, anything can happen. It's live and people say weird stuff and like, you know, whatever. But a balloon might re- descend on the crowd. But but Disney records everything so early. Yeah. And they take multiple takes. So like everything's perfect. And it just feels weird. In I just the last. Do, yeah. do, guess when the last time they did a a live Christmas Day special? What uh, year? Oh gosh, two thousand nineteen ninety five. I would say like the eighties, nineteen ninety three. Wow! And why did they stop? They stopped. Well, they were they were. It was becoming too popular at Walt Disney World, and they wanted to have their their mickey their their hard ticket events and uh yeah so that's when they moved the candlelight processional over to wait oh no oh no i'm mixing up two different things oh no 1996 1996 gotcha different different discussion with the popularity of the candlelight processional at at, uh, walt disney world's magic kingdom before it moved over to Epcot, but yeah, it, it was getting it was getting to be too popular. Too many people were showing up on on the day, so kind of the same story. But then they, uh, yeah, they started doing these tapings, and yeah, why not make it look perfect? You're Disney, but Let's they tape this stuff. Like I, people may or may not know this, but like Teresa and I were there a year ago, two years ago, and they were filming the parade at like the end of November. Yeah, they do it really early. And- oh yeah. All the locals know. Everyone's like, oh, they're doing the parade today. Like, let's go down and see. It's, well, and just it's like, like an event and, now for locals. And, and they have the performers come out, you know, like they'll have, mm-hmm. you know, some pop singer or something come out and like sing something. And then they get all this like generic B-roll of these people like <laughs> fake having a good time. Like, yeah. why can't they Everybody's just got ears on. record yeah. real people? I was there. I was at Disneyland in 2019, the day that they uh, recorded the parade. And I didn't know we were just going for fun, me and my son. And I remember across from us on Main Street, they had like those big rolling bins of merchandise they were handing out to people in the audience to wear. So when they panned by, everybody was in, you know, holiday ears and Mm -hmm. the light up necklaces and stuff. 
But the sad thing is at Disneyland, there's enough people who just have that stuff. Just yeah. record yeah. normal people. Yep. You don't need to, you don't mm -hmm. need to pump it up. It is what it anyway. I don't know. I it's just I guess I was up. disillusioned by it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I went to a taping forever ago of a BattleBots episode. And they used to record it in San Francisco and I went to it. And it was my first time seeing a television show recorded. And I was like, oh, my goodness, even something that seems real is so fake. Mm -hmm. So before anything fought, they came on the PA and they're like, OK, we're going to record. Pretend that your team just knocked out the other person and cheer really loud. And then they got B-roll of everybody like, ah, but like literally nothing was happening. And then they're like, all right, pretend that your robot got destroyed. Oh, and they got all this B-roll. And then like during the actual competition, they didn't film any of the audience. It was just all hmm. on the thing. And I was like, why can't they just film real reactions? It just seemed, I was so surprised it was so fake. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that wraps up our very first question, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We are in for a ride. Let's see what CJ can bring out of all of us. Well, we talked about BattleBots, Holiday Hound, vodka slash water. Let's see what we can do with this question. If you could experience the holidays at just one park, what park would that be and why? Eric, you're up. Oh, well, I love answering this question while my washing machine is doing its spin cycle. <laughs> uh, it, it, can you hear it? You know, we can't hear it, right? Okay, good. No, that's good. I, I, I'm, yeah. I, if, I'm I glad that my microphone is better than I thought it was. <laughs> We've now worked in the washing machine. So good job. The washing <laughs> For machine those of you is playing often... at home with your with your bingo cards of random. <laughs> this stuff. iceberg is getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is also squeaking a toy right behind me, too. So that's a we thing. can hear that one a little bit, but not bad. OK, well, hopefully that's not too bad. I love it's the Did holiday hound. <laughs> the holiday hound is back. He's squeaking he's bringing, his song. He's bringing toys. <laughs> James, it's time for night night. <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go get ready to be tucked in. I know it's All right. Thirty. But... All right. James is out for the rest of the episode. He's getting tucked I, in by the holiday I, hound. I hope that our audience loves this episode. I hope they have as much fun listening to it as we are recording it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness the yeah the madness here okay great i love epcot i love i love the things that happen at epcot and i love the holiday festival at epcot w they have more frequent candlelight processionals i'm sorry i got in a lot of trouble last year for mentioning this in an ad spot for dl weekly Sorry for pointing out that Epcot has more candlelight processionals. They have a ton. They have like 26. To be clear, that wasn't two. what made everybody angry, Eric. What made everybody angry is you said they have like their little, you said something like little processional or something like that. And that's what made everybody mad. Well, you know what? Uh, sorry that that concierge, the voice of concierge, had a dig at at Disneyland. I didn't intend to. That no, I funny. know. That's why it's funny. No. That's why we joke. Yeah, I know. That. that is why it's funny <laughs> to hear the complaints. Oh my god. Oh man, I've offended people. I love it. I shouldn't love that. 
yeah, there's tons to do at Epcot during the holidays. They've got a great tree. There's plenty to eat, different things to eat, different different drinks, different food. If you're a Disneyland person, it's basically DCA, but you have to walk further mm. to all the booths. I really, really like what they do there. I've been to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, and I there's not enough food there. We didn't realize that they wouldn't have like actual food. All they had was candy canes and cookies. And we're like, we're so hungry. We've got to leave and go to a place with. They didn't have any savory food the year that we were there. No CJ. Any, have you been there recently? I I mean, it's, it's a lot of candy canes and it's a lot of candy cookies. I went to the very Merry Christmas party in 2014, but I have friends who went this year and they've got like at some of the restaurants, like at, um, Oh, what's it called? Cosmic Rays. You can order like a, it's like a turkey burger or something like that with cranberry relish. And it's like stuff like Thanksgiving dinner in a burger form is what I saw. Well, yeah. And a couple other places had things like that. And you just kind of got a mobile order like a a day at the parks, you know? Yeah. It might've been that the year that we were there, we just weren't, we, there, (laughs) dog is just squeaking the toy. The year that we were there, it wasn't like app enough. Because it was, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I was at at one of the Mickey's uh, Christmas yeah. things. So yeah, maybe we just didn't know that there were other places we could go. But we kind of expected something like that, and we couldn't get it because a lot of the regular restaurants were closed. Yeah, no diss against uh, against that that ticketed party. It's just most of what they offer is hot cocoa, candy canes, and and cookies, which is great. I mean, it's fun if. It's always good to go to one of those events, but uh, uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't work out for us on that particular trip. But anyway, Epcot, that's my place. James. So for me, I think about these holiday experiences as the atmosphere and the entertainment that gets added to the park. And if there is a park I trust to do that, it is Paris because Paris is naturally beautiful. And Paris, when we were there over the summer, the entertainment was by far the highlight. Mm-hmm. And... So I I would put faith that the Paris Park would look incredible. It has any sort of snow coating and tree decoration, everything to go with it. They get and literal I, snow there, too. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Uh, yeah, so tie that together with what I imagine is just really well choreographed and executed parades and everything else to go with it. And I, I think that that would that would be the winner for me, just, just for the holiday experience there. The rest of the park was... As as the youths are saying, mid, but <laughs> uh, at least yeah. at least in my experience. Your, so, your but teachers, I, do they still say that? Yeah, they still say that. Oh, okay. They say mid tier. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously the oldest. I, I mean, I thought Eric, you and I are. No, you're older than I am. You knew oh, mid, yeah, but yeah, I don't know mid. But CJ and James knew mid, so like they're the youths on this podcast. No cap. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. I recently learned what that means. Oh, cool. You and I got Riz. We know we know what that one means, right? Oh no, I don't Definitely. I don't get that or no cap. I do get <laughs> mid because for a, a couple days I look at TikTok. I'm sorry. Wow. Just say, you know, the the Rizard <laughs> oh. over here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So apparently my job this week is to derail everything. 
So Eric, thanks for sparking curiosity about Epcot though, because it sounds it sounds pretty neat. I like the idea of all the pavilions having some some unique stuff going on too with it. But yeah, for sure. Tag, bring bring us back to to what we're actually talking about. Holiday. I don't know, man. I feel like you might have convinced me on Paris because I I've for a long time have thought that for whatever reason, Paris is the like testing ground for new things that Disney does. Back mm-hmm. in 2012 for their 20th anniversary. It was the first park that I was aware of that did like projections with the fireworks and everything. And they also did water and all of that stuff. And then it came to the U.S. parks and they're big on the drones being part of the show now. And I oh, think yeah, it's going to come to our parks. But I feel like Paris is the first place that like tries new entertainment things. So I feel like maybe Christmas at, at Paris would be good. I have to look up some YouTube videos now to see, because I'm sure they do something. I just don't know what. But my heart's always going to be at Disneyland, the original. There's something about Main Street. I'm so happy that the last few years they've brought the garlands back across Main Street, because that was gone for a few years because they had taller floats, parade floats, they couldn't do it. I was just, we were just talking last night about the Christmas tree in Disneyland and how when it went artificial, that they got rid of the guy wires that used to hold it up. So that makes it look even cooler. You know, the castle, they've toned it down a few years ago when they first added all the lights to the castle. I remember being almost blinded walking by Sleeping Beauty Castle at night with like the <laughs> full white. I'm serious. Like it was. Yeah. So I, I think they've that. turned that down a little bit. I think people were like, <laughs> I couldn't see anything in the dark rides afterwards because I was <laughs> blinded by the 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 sun, basically. But I think it's just magical. And there's just something with the tradition of Disneyland being there for so long. And, you know, even things like the candlelight processional that I've never seen in person transforming the cat the the train station and stuff to that performance area, I think is just yeah. I love that about Fantasmic that there's an area of the park that you wouldn't know could do a thing and they transform it. And that's how I feel with the candlelight processional as well. So uh, what about you, CJ? Yeah. So I'm going to go with Disneyland as well. Number one reason they don't hide any of their holiday offerings behind a paywall, like some of the other parks (laughs) do. I have serious, serious beef with magic kingdom for doing that. You know, we get to see the snowfall on main street, the fireworks show on main street, the Christmas parade, Haunted mansion holiday. It's a small world holiday. The projections on it's small world. It's just, really, really magical in a way that the other parks have not been able to capture. And I also really enjoy Candlelight Processional at Disneyland more than I do at Epcot. It, I feel that connection to Walt a lot more. And people that, like my mom, grew up uh, performing in choir when she was young and she got to sing in that in the Candlelight Processional Choir. My mother-in-law oh, wow. did as well. So it's got like personal ties to a lot of people in the area that I don't feel like I get so much here in Orlando. It just feels a lot more steeped in tradition for me. And I love the fireworks show during the holidays. And I just don't get to see that here. So, you know what I find really interesting about the fireworks show, CJ? So, they've had Believe in Holiday Magic for quite a long time. It was, it was launched when they had Believe There's Magic in the Stars fireworks. Like, it was kind of mm-hmm. like they launched around the same time. And I remember listening to the soundtrack for the show and the, the voice of the narrator. I you I was obsessed with because it sounded like everybody's grandmother. Mm. Like it was like, does your heart hold the magic of the holidays? Oh, and like it just reminded it just me. It takes me back. But 
when I've listened to it recently, they've updated the narrator to somebody oh, else. No. And it oh, sounds no. younger. And I'm like, I don't want like a like a middle-aged person like welcoming me to the holidays. Want I want grandma. a grandma. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like I want a grandma to like make me feel warm and fuzzy about like opening up for the holidays and everything. Yes. Like there's just something about that. And Just I was like shocked. You the homemade sugar cookie. And yeah. Like, yes. yes. And so I was surprised because I was like, why would they update this? Like, they didn't, I don't think they too. changed the wording. I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is when I worked for Disney, you know, I worked in the child care center and we had a private balcony for fireworks viewing right next to where the Grand Californian club level balcony was. So I watched that show multiple times a night or I'm sorry, multiple times a week when I was working there. So I had the show memorized for a while and I got kind of burnt out on fireworks in general. So these days I don't even really watch it on YouTube so much, but if I'm in the park, I'll make a point to watch it. So, but now that I know it's a different narrator, I'm going to have to search it out and find out what's going on. It's all the same words. It's just, it's not the same voice. And it just baffles me. Like, I don't I don't think it was one of those. They changed it when they went to from ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to like, hello, right. f- friends or whatever. But I don't know. It just I was I was shocked because I was like, what? Hmm. What? That's so weird. I still get that with Fantasmic, too, because when they did the Fantasmic update, I have listened to the soundtrack of the original Fantasmic so many times that I get thrown off now because I'm like, oh, this is going into. Wait a minute. No, it's not. What? What's happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Eric, please take us to halftime. <laughs> well, that's two questions down. We've been recording for uh, for over half an hour. We're doing we're doing all right on this one everybody. We've reached our halfway point. If you enjoy my dog squeaking a toy in the background, my washer banging around, if you enjoy us making each other laugh so hard we're crying, please join us at thehubcrawl.com/support. You can support us for for just a few dollars a month. You can support us and join our Discord. You can get access to our bonus question every month. We've got a every month. Oh my goodness. What just the price of another squeaky dog toy? You can help the hub. (laughs) You can buy another squeaky dog toy because my dog will destroy this one eventually. But I feel like we're question- missing a we're missing a uh in the arms of the angels kind of <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please no, I always cry at those to turn off the TV. It's too that's too much. That our, our like our bonus question this particular episode, we want to know what is your favorite holiday addition to the parks. You've heard us talk about most of this stuff already, but you can chime in in our discord and you can add your support monetarily and verbally by, uh, by, by adding to our bonus question. I haven't eaten dinner tonight, folks. And I have a large glass of not vodka. It's water. I swear (laughs) it's water, (laughs) but please come join us at the hubcrawl.com slash support. If you enjoy the things that we are doing tag, please, Tell me to ask our next question. Eric, Eric, I, I just want to breaking news, which will totally not be breaking news when this episode airs. Oh, no. But and you might have already heard this today. Did everybody hear that Disney oh, legend Dick, and former yeah. executive vice yeah. president of Disney Parks, Dick Nunes, passed away on the day we were recording this? So I was I just saw that come across. I was like, oh, yeah, Bad. I 
Dick Nunes, famously the man who really, really advocated for having a wave machine at the Polynesian <laughs> that would allow people to surf right. on Bay Lake. The man's a legend. He's uh, just an operations legend. He fought against those terrible people at Imagineering and said, no, you can't physically do that. We need to have more garbage cans. <laughs> this guy, I, I love hearing stories of Dick Nunes, and he did put out a, a memoir recently. So please look up more about Dick Nunes. The guy's, what a cool, what a cool Disney legend. Yeah. You know, sorry to, sorry to hear he passed earlier today. Little, little, yeah, little, little downer on the episode, but, but yeah, what a, just such a, one of those many people in Disney that just made it what it is, why we love it. This guy who just said, this is how these sort of things work. RIP Dick Nunes. Thank you. All right, Eric, pour one out for for Dick Nunes out of your totally not vodka glass. I'll I'll pour my totally not vodka glass into another glass because I'm <laughs> All right. indoors. Time to get back to the questions. Eric, oh my goodness, what question and what are we gonna go down now? This feels this feels weird going on the these rapid shifts in things. But which resort does it best? I guess the more I thought about it, like what's basically what's your favorite Christmas tree? Because when I originally asked which re- resort does it best, Christmas trees at Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort tags like, oh, uh, Walt Disney World has so many Christmas trees. Yeah, But like, do you have a favorite? What's your favorite thing? It might be a little lot more off the cuff than we originally intended here. But but yeah, th- there's so many different Christmas trees around the resorts. What do you really connect with? James, kick us off. Oh, gosh. Uh, I was not prepared to select a single tree. <laughs> well, just don't um, select a single tree if you want. I mean, because I'm like, what's what's cool in, in Disney World is that they have just so many because they get to spread out across the resorts mm, and into the fair. different hotels and theming and everything. And it's just really neat that there's just so much distinct difference in decor that fits with everything. Uh, like as I'm panic scrolling on an article about the trees of the Disney World Resort, <laughs> it's like the Polynesian one has a bunch of like tiki theme things mixed into it, like pineapples and stuff. And I'm like, this is so cool, like such a such a unique thing. And uh, I'm just I'm just trusting my instinct that I was drawn to the pineapple tree that that's probably my favorite one. Mm, so uh, there you go. Gonna have to go with the the Polynesian one. You know the the variety and everything that's there. What's not to love about it? So, take what's your favorite tree? Well, my original answer was, I feel like in sheer numbers, Disney World has Disneyland beat because I'm pretty sure, I don't know this, but I'm sure that each hotel and resort at the Disney World Resort has at least one Christmas tree. My guess is if there's multiple buildings with multiple lobbies, there's probably trees in all of the different lobbies at each of the resorts, probably. They may not be huge, grand Christmas trees, but there's probably a Christmas tree. Uh, I think, like, obviously, each of the theme parks probably have big Christmas trees. Now, my question to you, Eric... Oh, is because I don't know. I've never been to Disney World for the holidays. So obviously in Magic Kingdom, it's probably in the same spot that it is at Disneyland in Town Square. Uh huh. In oh, I guess I guess, CJ, you're also by Disney World. So this could be for either of you in Hollywood Studios. I assume it's is it somewhere down like that first entrance thing or where is the tree in Hollywood Studios? It's by Gertie. So it's in that pond thing, right? Like yes. it's, it's yeah, okay. Right, Echo and then, Lake. And yeah. then where is it in Animal Kingdom? 
right outside up front. Outside the main entrance. Outside. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. It's outside the main entrance. Yeah. So Past it's not security. even in the park. No. It's like in front of the ticket booths. Yeah. That's interesting. And then Epcot is where? What's that area called between World Showcase and Future World? Like the bridge? Yeah, basically, yeah. But it, when you when you look out there and you say, do I want to go to Canada or Mexico? Mexico yeah. That that kind of area okay. in World Showcase. And then they and then, have a tree in the America Pavilion, too. Do they not have trees in like all the different pavilions? I know I they have like the so. Santa stories, or they used to, where like they do, yeah, they, still they do had Santa different people everywhere. Okay, yeah, yeah, because they had like the story of Christmas in each of the different like countries, like what the stuff was. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, like I don't know. I like the, I really love the Christmas tree at the Grand Californian, which I think yeah. four or five years ago caught fire, but was extinguished and obviously didn't burn the hotel down, so that was good. But I think the Grand Californian because. The lobby there is also gorgeous. So adding a Christmas tree to it. And it's got that, you know, craftsman style feel just seems like it goes well. So I'll say Grand Californian Hotel. CJ, what's your tree of choice? So, okay. Overall, I think Disney World has Disneyland beats just based on the variety of trees. Now that you kind of changed it to favorite tree, I have two. One of them. It's okay. This is a weird one. When I was in Toontown, actually, at least before they refurbished Toontown, um, I haven't been since afterwards, but I feel like, you know, each little house or a couple of the houses had trees in front of them decorated like the character. And I thought that was kind of nice and kind of special. They were not very robust trees and they were not very tall, but they were trees nonetheless. And they were uniquely themed. And I thought that was cool. But really my favorite tree of all time is classic Disneyland tree on main street. And specifically because during the Christmas fireworks show, it plays the star of wonder star of light and the star at the top lights up during that part. And that's just really special and really just warms my little heart. So Eric, where are you at? I, I, I've never seen that at Disneyland, and I suppose I can see it a couple weeks from now or yes. a week from now. When okay, I full disclosure, I don't know if they still do that during the fireworks show. But when we when we would take the kids to our little private balcony to watch the show, we could not see the tree from that balcony, but we could see the very top of the tree, and so we'd see the star light up during that <laughs> oh, that's part. Cool. And we'd tell the kids, "Look, the star is going to light up. There's the tree." And that's yeah, that's what we do. So. Oh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it may, maybe I'll take a moment out of my busy day and actually watch a nighttime spectacular. Whoa. Right? <laughs> Is that the glass of water talking there, Eric? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I really, it, I'm so hopped up on water at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I really, it, it, yeah, there, there are plenty of trees at Walt Disney World and it, one one thing that's fun to do if you want to have a cheap day at Walt Disney World, don't don't get a park ticket and just go between all of the resorts, it, move around and and look at all of the the decorations that they have because they do so much and they do it at, at Disneyland too. But yeah, there's so much to see. You could do that there. in an afternoon at Disneyland. <laughs> right. I suppose you could just walk down downtown Disney and go. All right, here are the the four buildings at Disneyland Hotel. I really like the Animal Kingdom tree because I just remember that trip when we went on Thanksgiving and they already had the the, the tree stuff up. It's just it it's big, it's magnificent, but it's outside the park. It's very unique. It's in a weird place, and they do a lot of you know animal sort of ornaments. It it really matches the theme of the place. 
And I think it's great that they do it. Yeah. So that's kind of my my thought with that. I might have to change my answer because I Uh-oh. just looked up Animal Kingdom Christmas tree, which showed me what you were talking about. But then I saw the picture of the wilder the wilderness the lodge wilderness lodge or oh the, yeah that's a what's, good what's one. the animal kingdom lodge i think it is oh animal, oh, animal kingdom kingdom. i haven't it's, seen their christmas tree its tree looks yeah yeah i'm looking at the grand california yeah it beats that oh yeah. no oh no it's it's their really lobby is pretty great it's really cool here i'm gonna be that person real quick they also they also sell ginger giraffes gingerbread giraffes oh no i didn't know about that (laughs) yeah look at this tree yeah it looks good oh yeah that lobby is phenomenal and that tree is here's the grand california (laughs) it's still good good. it's a good tree but that's that beats it i i mean if we were if we were talking about best gingerbread house maybe we'll do that next year which which resort would be the the grand floridian It would because you can walk inside walk of it. In it. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. I, I, I've never been there, but I would love to go in there. And I honestly, I want to buy one of the like little shingles, shingles. or whatever that you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want my wife to to stop? By? She's there in Walt Disney World this week. Do you want? Me I mean, stop by if and send she you a wants shingle? to ship a shingle, that'd be. <laughs> that sounded weird. That'd be great. Scringle ship a shingle. There's a new business for you. Ship <laughs> <laughs> a shingle. All right. Moving okay. on. Uh, James, <laughs> you have a question, don't you? Yeah. So in the spirit of derailing all the holiday questions, I'm not asking a holiday question. Oh, <laughs> man. Bah humbug. Uh, I, I mean, if you want like a 1A, 1B question, you can tell me your favorite Disney movie or show on Disney Plus. But I'm more interested in how you feel about the recent trend of recreating classics into live action films. Which ones do you feel are done well? Which ones do you pretend don't exist? For reference, I looked in the past 10 years, there's been eight or nine live action remakes put out, depending if you consider Peter Pan and Wendy one of those. In addition, there's another like six adaptations of like Alice Through the Looking Glass, Maleficent, Christopher Robin. Oh man, Uh, yeah. And there's a bunch more to come. There's there's two slated for 2024, I think, and one slated for 2025. Nope, got those numbers backwards. Mufasa, The Lion King, December next year, and then Snow White and Moana in 2025. Oh, live action sequel. Great. By the way, Snow White looks creepy. Yeah. They've yes. made too many decisions on that movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a bunch more in the works, too, but I, I should really get to the question before I kind of keep on talking about how there's a potential plan for Lilo and Stitch, Hercules, Bambi, etc., etc. So, yeah, so Tag, Lynn, tell me how you feel about these. I feel like in general, most of them are not good. And I, I don't even know if they're not good because they're not good or they're not good because there's that like the original was just fine. Like they were, they were great. They were animated classics. They were made as animated things. Why do we need to make a live action version? Why can't we create something new? There's creativity left in the world. There must be. You wouldn't know it looking at a lot of stuff coming from Hollywood, but who knows? Although I am very excited to see Wonka, which I know is not a Disney movie, but Wonka does look exciting to me. And it does look really good. And they are promoting the heck out of that because all over my Instagram is Timothy Chalamet and Wonka this and Wonka that. But anyway, I did enjoy Aladdin a lot. Aladdin was weird for me, though, because in the animated movie, 
I loved the genie and could care less about mm-hmm. about Aladdin and Jasmine. And in the live action, I liked Aladdin and Jasmine, and I didn't really care about the genie. So mm-hmm. I loved the handmaiden side thing with the genie and the handmaiden kind of thing a going fun on. Story. Yeah, yeah, because she was fun character. But yeah, I liked the live action quite a bit. I thought some of the humor in it was pretty funny. I just didn't think Will Smith as the genie was that great, but I enjoyed the rest of it. It was fine. Little Mermaid, fine. Lion King. What's the point? It literally told the same story, but in live action, like almost shot for shot. And Jung- Jungle Book was pretty okay. But again, like I I just want, I want to be like you, you know, get some blue in there. What about you, CJ? I'm going to preface this by saying I don't like a lot of movies. I have very odd taste in movies. <laughs> and <laughs> the Disney movies that I like, I like them for historical reasons. Mm. Like Snow White's my favorite movie. That being said, I've only seen like one or two of the live action. I just don't see why they need to make them. Like what value are they adding to the Disney film library? And I don't think there's really much value there versus you look at previous animated films. I think there's something valuable being added, something new being done, something groundbreaking. Is the Scuttlebutt song groundbreaking? Absolutely not. You're telling the same story with like a couple new songs. Like I just, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. And I would like to see a lot more creativity. I was trying to think back of the live action movies I have seen. I did go see The Little Mermaid and I saw Maleficent with Angelina Jolie. And I like the costuming, but I don't really have good things to say. (laughs) I just really don't like them. So I pretend that none of them exist or that they exist in their own alternate universe you mentioned you you mentioned the music and i just want to mention this the problem that i have with the little mermaid the new songs was they didn't feel like the other songs yes that's true like like Mm -hmm. i understand if you want to add a new song but it should feel like it flows with the other songs these songs that they added i felt felt so different Mm -hmm. than the rest of the songs, so it felt out of place that was my complaint about yeah, the, the Scuttlebutt song particularly was really bizarre. I mean, I like, it as loves a standalone. That song. Yeah. I like it as a standalone song, but thinking about it in the movie, I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. And Eric's, I actually really liked Eric's song, the song mm. that he got to sing. I thought that was really cool. So, yeah. Anyways, Eric, what are you Eric, thoughts? are you going to sing? <laughs> no, because that's a different Eric <laughs> spelled with a C, which oh, um, as I discussed with an Eric with a C earlier today, all Eric's who look at the person who spells their name differently uh, think that their names are fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a thing. Mine is obviously the best. That's why I put an exclamation point after my name in all Zoom meetings and on my race bibs at Run Disney. Anyone else move their mouse to check if that actually happened or was it just me? <laughs> if what actually happened? If there's actually an exclamation point there. There, oh, there, there is. I, I, oh, I've is. seen it every time because I always I've teased him about it before. Of, oh, look, it's Eric. Surprise. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, no, he's here again. <laughs> I think I, I love having all of these extra movies because uh, I enjoy the podcast Scraping the Vault, which is a review of the straight to video Disney sequels and they're finishing that part up and they're moving on to the live action sequels. And I really enjoy the show. And yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we all, we all talk about this. We're all podcasters. We talk about these movies constantly. It's a slam dunk for Disney. It's 
hey, let's invest some money into a thing and we know we'll make it back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of here to stay, but I, I really enjoyed Beauty and the Beast, partly because it was we we saw it for the first time as a D23 event in Denver. The shareholders meeting was in Denver, and my wife and I attended that and watched the movie there and had a whole D23 does these receptions for movie openings. So if you're a gold member, please take it if you. If you want to pay some money for D23, uh, by all means, do so. But make sure that you take advantage of these live events. Otherwise, you just get a you just get a magazine <laughs> and maybe some discounts here and there. But it, it was it was a great day. We we took a day off of work and went to see Beauty and the Beast opening before it came out in theaters. It was great. I really enjoy Cinderella, which I might be the first live action adaptation. I that worked out really well. So many of them just have been okay. Uh, Jungle Book was was pretty pretty okay. Hearing Christopher Walken sing <laughs> speak singing was jarring. Oh, oh, but entertaining. I I don't I I can't watch Lion King. I haven't. Every preview I've seen, I own I own a, a DVD of it. Or a Blu-ray of it, and probably a DVD. But it, I, I don't, I don't want to watch a computer animated movie that, from everyone I've heard, says is the original movie. Like it's, it's, it's animated, but a different way. I don't, I don't need to see realistic-looking animals doing the same thing that I loved from when I was a, a kid. So yeah, probably not going to watch that one. Uh, Little Mermaid, I, I haven't watched yet, but I would like to. And um, we'll see what happens with uh, the coming ones. I don't know. James, why did you ask this question? Because I love asking the Disney Plus or movie-related questions because this this podcast loves to talk about the parks and saying all things Disney. No, it's, it's good to ask movie questions. Yes. Yeah. Gets gets the controversy going, too. Um, Actually, I think our first adaptation would have been 101 Dalmatians mm. back with Glenn Close. Oh, we're counting that. Oh, oh that was right. good. I remember that one. Yeah, back when they were picked, it made sense when they went went about them. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I think Eric, you explained that perfectly. Of like, they're good money makers for what they do. I think the ones that yeah. go better are ones that adapt slightly and don't just follow the story for the story's sake. So I think that's why Aladdin is generally regarded pretty well in a live action remake. Yeah. But I think it's the adaptations that do really well. So, you know, speaking of 101 Dalmatians, I think Cruella was a really good adaptation because it yes. told a different side oh, of the story, well, a different perspective. Yeah. Well, that's Same like a prequel. Like, that's like Wonka. It's a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. You're living in the the area, but it's it's something different that really kind of lives in that. Like Christopher Robin for me. I really enjoyed that. I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh too. fan. And so it's those that work for me. Like, I love the universes. And, and I, I think buying into those and telling more stories is is a really good way to go about it. Because we can still get gems like Scuttlebutt. Or I really like the song from the uh, Aladdin movie that Princess Jasmine sings, uh, Speechless, I think it is. Yeah. Um, that's a banger. Absolutely love that. But is that I also some needs... youth talk? Banger. Uh, it really uh, slaps. Think, yeah, that's it. That's the <laughs> it one. It slaps. It hits all his vibes. <laughs> On God. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, I I I think that's that's how it's done well. Otherwise, it's kind of like you know I, I'd like to see it. I'll probably like to see it streaming on Disney Plus instead of going to the theater to catch all of these. But yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Like I I I I am team. I'd like some new stories to give us new opportunities for new relationships, new characters for kids to see themselves in, new generations. You know, more opportunities for more sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that could be the way to go. And so seeing the the lineup of what's potentially coming in rumors or confirmed articles, it's like that doesn't exist. It's all remakes of of things that exist. Like the fact that a Moana one's already happening. It's like it's mm-hmm. not even 10 that years past when out. Moana came out. Yeah. It, it, it is technically slated to release on my birthday, so we might be seeing it anyway. Yeah, it, it's not old enough to have that experience for it. And so drive, drives me a little wild with that. Did you say you were team? Is that another thing that I don't know? I'm team? No, that's that's nothing yet. No, oh, he was okay. saying that he's oh, team. Oh, I'm on the team? Make make, make new movies. Like oh, He's okay. picking that uh, side of okay. things. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, he I said it, it kind of quick, thing. Eric. I know, I know. Yeah. It's hard after your big glass of vodka water. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost Keep done. This. Uh, I've got another inch left of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Well, definitely, that does it. Definitely not water. That does it for this episode of the Hub Crawl. We'd like to thank our guests. Thank you for sticking around with us. You know what? I will say this has probably been the funnest episode of the Hub Crawl we recorded in a while. Last week was a big stand up on your soapbox kind of thing going on. This time <laughs> it's total goofy chaos. So we're, we got something for everyone. Of course, that always comes from our guests that we have on. So we'd like to thank our guests. Where can people find you? Do you have anything you'd like to plug other than apparently in the next couple of weeks, you'll both be on the hub crawl again. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I know you're taking a break for the holidays and whatnot, but uh, yeah, see y'all in January or February, maybe a special Groundhog's Day episode. I'll bring the puppet. Oh, do you, do you have the puppet? I don't, but I'm sure my mom still does. Find the puppet. <laughs> so can we just have a puppet episode like it won't be you it'll just be the puppet on talking about things i'll have a whole set too so i'll have like a hotel room for the holiday i'll show up to like a punch and judy style like stage (sighs) we're gonna have to you know eric this 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 makes me think that we should have an episode of this podcast that we freak everybody out and we just don't talk at all about disney like it's the anti-hub crawl episode oh Outside. We could do like we, we could talk Universal about like, or like Washington DC or I, like just something ridiculous. Totally it, not Disney. The the biggest ball of yarn, maybe. Hey, Car April first is coming. Childhood amusement parks. Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a weekly or uh, whatever podcast that we talk about all things Route sixty six. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Because like hubcaps on a car tire. Oh my there we go. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I, I did as a child earn a certificate in puppetry. <laughs> that was the right amount of silence. Uh, CJ, <laughs> what would you like to plug? Well, you can hang out with me and my sister at the Park to Park podcast. It's at the number two. And you can visit my website, theweeklymouse.com. Find me on Instagram at theweeklymouse. Now, is your podcast with your sister as crazy as the podcast you were on tonight? We once had a debate about if there's a Mr. Toad cinematic universe. So, oh, yeah. And that comes up from time to time. So, yeah, it can get a little crazy. Well, 
Awesome. Well, <laughs> join us next time where we may or may not talk all things Disney, and you may or may not enjoy the zany antics of our guests and ourselves. Thanks, everyone, for <laughs> not turning off this episode. <laughs> <laughs>